Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Non-Traditional Physician Assistant Podcast or Non-Traditional Physician Associate PA Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten, and I am back uh, on one of my last days of winter break just to share a little bit more info with you all, update you, and uh, hopefully to help you all with your uh, PA journeys as well. So in this episode, I just want to cover some topics that require a lot of introspection and self-reflection, but that hopefully will be helpful uh, to determine if you're in the right place uh, to take the plunge into PA school um, and also to see if you have the resources needed to ensure your success in PA school. So if you're questioning your readiness and wondering what you can do to be as prepared for PA school as possible, this one is for you. I'm also going to give you some updates on my second semester of PA school and how that went as well. So listen in. Glad you're here. You are listening to the Non-Traditional Physician Assistant Podcast. So first, I thought I'd start the episode by just kind of going over my second semester of PA school and just recapping it for you all. Uh, So first of all, this second semester, we studied a number of different uh, body systems. Um, I had healthcare issues uh, one. We also had clinical medicine two, pharmacology two, pathophys two, and then patient evaluation two. So as far as what we learned about the body systems in this semester, we studied pulmonology, endocrinology, nephrology, uh, GI or gastroenterology, as well as neurology. Um, And then uh, we in PE, which I've talked about before, is very like the most versatile class and wide ranging class. our patient evaluation class, we did two site visits this last semester, so we increased from one the first semester to two, and we also did two history and physical papers with that, um, or HPIs, I should say, uh, and from that, you know, we learned the comprehensive exam as well, so by our final paper, we were able to focus a little bit more on doing specific exams that were relevant to the patient's situation and not so much like, oh, we just learned uh, doing the abdominal exam, so we're going to do that on this patient who has an ear infection or something like that. So um, it was an improvement to learn the comprehensive physical exam and starting to feel a little bit more like I'm learning exactly what I need to be doing in the clinic eventually. Um, And then this uh, this last semester, we also finished all of our checklist exams. So we're not working on a, a, a specific body area anymore. We're going to be combining all the tests, special tests we learn, all the, you know, special techniques we learn, percussing, um, palpation, inspection, um, all of that. And we're going to be actually using it on patients this semester again, um, our standardized patients to to figure out what uh, their problem is and to try to form a diagnosis. So 
uh, one of the first things we're going to be doing this third semester, um, I guess I should tell you what our, our coursework will be this this last and final third semester of didactic year for me. So I'm going to be taking healthcare issues two and three at the same time. Uh, they kind of change it for our class. Previously, they did one healthcare issues class per semester, but things were kind of goofy uh, with our schedule and they wanted to make things a little less hectic first semester for us. So as a result, we have healthcare issues two and three together. And I think that's our only class on Fridays. It's supposed to be all day Fridays. So uh, joy for that. Um, no short, maybe not many short weekends or uh, longer weekends for us, I should say. We also will have ClinMed 3. And instead of having pharmacology as its own class this semester, I'm going to be having it. Um, it's part of ClinMed for us now. So I think our farm professors will come in from time to time and just go over the pharmacology for, you know, whatever topic we're covering, which... Uh, the first one I know we're going to be covering is um, women's health, so obstetrics and gynecology. Um, in addition to healthcare issues in ClinMed with Farm, we also have pathophysiology again, three, and then we have patient evaluation, three. So we have four different classes in total, um, but because of healthcare issues being two of them, it, it's still five, which is what we've had. Um, so nothing too crazy that way. Uh, we'll have another two site visits this semester as well as two um, history and physical papers. And one of our first things we're going to be learning here this first week coming up of our last didactic semester is how to form an assessment and plan and how to write that into our H&P. So um, we're going to be hitting things hard right away from the get-go. Um, and additionally, since we finished all of our checklist exams for PE, we're now going to be doing OSCEs, um, which is where we get a standardized patient. I think we will just get like their chief complaint. Um, and then we'll basically have to try to figure out what would be the pertinent questions to ask them, uh, what history we need to get from them. And then we need to also uh, figure out what physical exams uh, we should be performing on that patient. And just like with our checklist exams, we have to get 90% on these to pass. Otherwise, we have to remediate them. So I think we have to pass two out of three, and they'll do a total of four, I think, um, OSCEs for us this third semester. So it's going to be a fun and crazy time. Um, and really get to see how much we are retaining from the other semesters. Um, so then that's basically what this semester is going to look like. So now I'm going to go into today's episode topic, which is number one, are you really prepared for PA school? And how can you best prepare if you're in that situation where you've been accepted and you're um, just kind of waiting around or, you know, trying to Try to enjoy those last few months before you start the, the crazy process. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with that. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, so as I mentioned, this is going to be a lot of introspection and asking a lot of self-reflective questions. Sometimes you're not going to have a feel-good answer to that for yourself. 
But this is really important, I think, for getting ready to P- for PA school, just to know what you need to do to really be prepared and recognizing what maybe some of your weaknesses could be, some shortfalls or some potential obstacles. Um, and I think preparation is the best uh, best way to be successful ultimately. So um, I'm going to kind of engage in this with you. I have, I think, gone over some of these uh, topics before in the past and other uh, episodes for varying reasons. Um, so I hope it's not too much of a repeat, but yes, yeah, some things that I'm going to mention are probably, uh, items that I have talked about before. So I do, uh, appreciate your bearing with me on that. And you can always skip ahead to the next section. Um, if you feel like this doesn't apply to you, of course, um, none of this is going to apply to every single person. You know, I, it's fully intended that you take what is most helpful to you and your situation and apply it as you need. Um, so hopefully it's helpful. So first of all, um, how can you determine if you're really ready for PA school? Well, all of these topics or things that I'm going to bring up are, are in preparation of, for that and trying to get that answer. Are you ready or where can you improve in those areas? So first of all, I, I think you have to start out being honest with yourself, looking at yourself and seeing what are my personal struggles what do we think is going to be really difficult for me about PA school am I the type of person who really can't sit still and study for long um am I a person who is great at studying for a test but not so great at maybe uh applying the information um so these are all things to consider and you know, you just want to ask yourself these questions so you have more awareness and you can have a place to start from. How can I get better at whatever this, this deficiency is or whatever this obstacle that I believe may exist for me might be? Um, so are there any things you anticipate you'll have issues with while you're in PA school? These could be, you know, for me, obviously, having a family, I was a little bit worried about that. Having a small child, uh, my daughter is now 16 months old, um, and she is getting a lot more hands-on and needing a lot more attention, so it has gotten a lot harder to study with her at home, actually. Um, but, you know, I've basically found ways around that, you know, planning when I have to be at the the library, you know, planning on using a lot of my weekends to to really get a lot of studying done. But, you know, it does work out from time to time that I would get out early enough to come home and begin studying. I realized towards, you know, some point in the second semester that even though I had more time to study, uh, I was in class or I had to be on campus a little bit less than first semester. I realized that I really still can't do shopping trips during the week because even if I thought I was going to the grocery store for like one or two things, it ended up being like an extra, you know, 45 minutes that I could have been using to study. And here I was like running around Costco trying to find uh, some something that we needed and then some other things that maybe we didn't need so much. So um, just from my own self-restraining control, I realized that's not the best option. Um, so I try to not shop at all during the week, or if I have to, I try to just quick, um, you know, check out uh, groceries for pickup, 
during uh, break time in the morning or something between classes when I don't really have enough time to study, but I have enough time to go over my grocery list. And um, that way I've been able to save uh, a lot more time as well. So, you know, keeping those things in mind, um, whatever your situation is, if you have pets um, and they need a lot of attention as well, um, you also have to be thinking about, well, what am I going to do if, you know, they are going to need more attention than I can give them. I'm gone at school all day. Um, do you have a doggy daycare? Can you afford to pay for that? Um, or, or do you have, a someone who can come and walk them or, you know, things like that. Um, just maybe for other people, it's, it's worrying about your social life that you're not gonna be in a good place because like, you're just gonna have to study so much. Um, you know, everyone is different. So for me, that wasn't so much an issue. I, I like studying a lot. I'm kind of weird, I guess, like that. But um, for me, it's almost a little bit of a relaxing break at times uh, to just be able to go to the library and hunker down and study. Um, but for other people, that might be a lot more of a challenge. So uh, make sure, you know, that you come up with some kind of compromise or something, some plan for how you're going to get through those times. Um, you know, maybe you need to plan on having one day off every week or, um, like spending, devoting one whole day just to, you know, having fun or just to relaxing and not studying at all, no matter what. And just to not let that guilt be, uh, something that follows you in your free time as well. Um, as far as like childcare and kids, I wouldn't just have like a couple of your, you know, one or two tried and true babysitters, but have backups to backups to backups. In the end, I didn't end up using them that much because we ended up having um, family come to help out, which was really great. Uh, since we don't live near any family members, they had to come to us. Um, and stay with us for extended periods of time. And that was really, really selfless of them and excellent that, and I'm incredibly fortunate that I have that kind of support system, um, that they would do that for me. Uh, I know not everyone has that. So in, in that case, do you have any people that you can call on if needed, any friends nearby, um, prepare those people, talk to them about your situation. Um, just make sure that if, if, if there's some emergency or something that you you can call on them and and feel comfortable doing that and this is not the time to be um, you know very independent and like you can handle everything yourself because when you're trying to handle so much information to make sure that you can uh, apply things for your patients and not be distracted when you're taking care of patients you really you really need other people to help shoulder some of the weight um, outside of outside of school and outside of work as well. So um, not the time to be shy and afraid to ask for favors. Call in those favors and just be upfront and communicate with them well in advance. Also communicate with your, you know, if you have kids or anyone this is going to impact in your family, let them know what the situation is going to be like so that um, they're duly warned and their expectations are, are reasonable, hopefully, um, understanding that. Um, if you, uh, if you are like me, you probably don't love cooking and shopping. I, I actually like cooking when I don't have a million other things going on, but 
during school when there's a lot of other stressors and you just need to kind of study and buckle down you're like I really don't have time to make something like this um the things I normally make just do your best to figure out how meals are going to happen and what's best for you and your lifestyle and you know financially what you can handle as well um I would say probably eating out for lunch or dinner or breakfast or something every day is probably not feasible on a a, on financial aid or a student's lack of income um but just try to make a meal plan maybe um if you're gonna have a really crazy semester you can plan on that semester maybe doing some kind of um meal like meal system where you can just purchase the the meals and then you just heat things up or you know there's just so many options as far as that goes nowadays and yes they they can be a little bit expensive but if you're saving time um you know valuable time that you need to study or or what have you then um I do think it it's probably worth it for that that time and then if you get to a semester where you have a little more uh, free time in your schedule um, where you think you're going to have more time to cook or go shopping or whatever, then you can always um, scale that back as well. Uh, also, I would say, um, apart from like support for, you know, I kind of touched on this earlier, but apart from support, having, you know, with your pets, with childcare, with any, um, any of your responsibilities, do you also have just a support system for yourself? Some people that you can talk to you can just kind of um vent to if you need to who who will maybe not exactly understand your situation um but who are okay with with uh you just being able to to get something off your chest around them that's obviously very important um journaling is great as well but I think it's it's very helpful to have other people who who you can relate to or who can just sit and listen uh, to what you have to say and they don't necessarily have to you know feel the burden of trying to solve your problem um you know PA school is not supposed to be easy but just so you have someone to to talk to and you need someone to support you um whether it's a friend family member someone um, from your church or community um, it's really important to make sure you have some kind of support network whether you are a parent or a single individual living by yourself you still need that that support and people to encourage you every now and then okay if I, I feel like if you're moving to a new area for PA school and I was not in this position myself per se but if you are moving to a completely new area, moving across the country, what have you, it can be a little bit tricky to work out the timeline details of this, but I would recommend, if you can, to try to move there sooner than later so that you have a little time to get settled in. Maybe sometime, you know, if you um, if you want to join some kind of club or social group um, to try to get plugged in there. Um, if you go to a church or some kind of um, community of worship, you can also have time to get, hopefully, meet people there and get into that network as well. Um, because, like I said, you you do need some some level of support, um, and it it's nice if it's not just people who are in your PA program. Um, I mean, to be sure, that is essential as well. 
but it's nice to have people who are not in that so you can kind of um kind of like reset when you get away from school and just not take the stress of school or how you did on a test or whatever uh home with you all the time as well all right another point i would say is and this kind of ties in with what i was just talking about if you are able to at all try to take a little extra time off if you're working um you know up until a week or two before you start school and you have to you know you do what you can do you make the best of it um but if you're at all able to not work and just take a little time off a little extra time um i think that can be really helpful just to kind of get your yourself in the mindset of you're doing something different and you're going on a a a different path for a little while and just to kind of adjust um give yourself time to adjust to that new schedule new expectations um but also also um yeah just to be able to take some time for yourself also to relax and hopefully be as stress-free as possible Uh, even if you love your job I mean, you might still feel a little bit extra stress from it. Uh, If you feel like work is a stress relief for you, maybe you don't want to stop doing that uh, during PA school if possible. But um, I, for me, work has usually been a stressful thing. So I definitely heartily recommend taking some time off um, just to try to get yourself into the, the swing of things. Maybe once you know your class schedule, if you have a few extra weeks, if you're normally like a late night person and your class is going to start at 8 a.m. and you have to commute an hour like I do, um, then you can't wake up at, you know, 8 a.m. Obviously, you can't wake up at 7 a.m. You have to get going pretty early. So it's it's very good if you can spend that time trying to get your sleep schedule on track, trying to figure out um, if you are into exercising, when you can fit that in to your busy schedule that is going to be PA school and you know I also want to say like you can plan and plan and do your best but you never really know what it's going to be like until you're in it so if you have some goals for yourself and you have to scale them back a little bit once you actually start PA school that's fine and that's understandable it doesn't mean that you have to give those things up completely just because you can't handle exercising, commuting, um, and studying all the things that all the demands on your time for the first semester or even the first couple semesters doesn't mean you can't pick those things up later on when maybe there's a, a little more free time in your schedule. Um, so also just giving yourself grace and being okay with that, um, being flexible. Don't, don't feel like you're a failure because you have to scale things back a little more than you thought you didn't really know what school was going to look like even if they gave you a schedule it's bound to change (laughs) to some extent so um give yourself some grace in that and try to just uh prioritize your sleep schedule getting kind of that down and getting your routine down as much as possible as you know with the information you're you're provided i would say that's a great use of your time off before beginning Also, this is just my personal opinion. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that you should study, but I think if you are able to, whether that's by listening to uh, podcasts, listening to um, educators, listening to or reading other books as well, 
Um, I think it can be very helpful to be exposed to some new study styles that maybe you've had something in the past you've always used um, and it's worked for you. You got into PA school, you've been successful up to this point, but you never know if some of those things will continue to be successful in PA school. Some methods take longer um, and we just don't have the time for that sometimes in PA school. You need to need to get through things a little more quickly and more rapid recall at times. So um, it's good to have a, a number of study strategies under your belt or at least awareness of them. So especially if you find yourself in a rut or maybe you have less time to study for a test than you were hoping or expecting, you have a few options um, that you can draw on and call on to try to get through those situations and hopefully um, get through them successfully. And also if you end up um, struggling, you know, you're a lot of times if you meet with your advisor, um, they will ask you kind of like, well, how'd you study for this test? Like, what did you, what were you feeling before you went and took this test or whatever? Were you feeling pretty confident? Uh, You know, things like that. So I think already having that awareness of how you normally study and then having some ideas of other ways you could study can be very helpful as well. Um, And of course, taking any um, advice or suggestions they give you as well. Uh, But it makes you seem a lot more resourceful as well. Like you can help yourself and not just say like, oh, I was told by the students before that this was how they studied and it worked for them, but it didn't work for me. Um, I have seen firsthand how that has backfired and ended up hurting the whole class. Um, So... Uh, not to not to throw shade on my classmates too much here, but I've seen how those things can really negatively impact other people. So really, um, if you get in a situation like that, besides um, it just being good to have some other ideas of what to do, um, just kind of, you know, be mature about it. Take take a responsibility for, you know, maybe you studied really hard, but you just didn't know the best way to study for that test, or it was kind of a weird test. Still, I think it's really important not to look for uh, blame and to to shoot yourself in the foot <laughs> when you're talking to a faculty member or professor, because you don't really know what the impact of that could be as well. Um, so try to, try to always, at all times, appear professional, open to um, criticism or open to um, suggestions as well. Nobody's perfect and just come at it with the mindset of we're learning so that we can be the best for our patients and for um, those people that we're going to treat and serve as PAs. Uh, Also, I would recommend figuring out what helps you most for relieving stress. Um, So sometimes... Even small changes can really affect our week or our our months. Um, I can just say, like, there was a situation where, you know, in my class where we are allowed to move exams at times when there's perhaps there's multiple exams in a very short span of time, um, which, you know, happens pretty frequently if you are on kind of a modular system where in every class you're covering uh, a certain body system. Um, That does happen a lot, but um, we had the opportunity to move tests sometimes and I honestly would get very bent out of shape when we already had like a very stressful week and then people wanted to change things to make it even more stressful for some other people and less stressful for themselves. Um, 
so in my case I felt like I was disadvantaged and I I kind of carried that chip on my shoulder for a few weeks and I was pretty pretty non-social and I didn't really want to talk to many people um I kind of let that get to me for a little while but you know as as best you can if you have some good stress relieving techniques just try to really figure those out and lean into those um heavily during your time in PA school because there's a lot of things that are beyond your control um and ultimately we're also as PAs always going to be observed while we're doing our work whether we're being observed by our patients who are seeing whether we're being observed by uh, their family members or spouses or their kids or whoever like whether we're being observed by our um uh by an accrediting body or by um, other co-workers or you know this is part of working in medicine and working in patient care um that we're always going to be held uh, accountable and a lot of times there's going to be multiple eyes on a situation and I think overall that is a good thing um, for keeping patients and people safe but it is a little bit more stressful admittedly so in addition to just you know benefiting from stress relief during PA school uh, it I highly recommend having some kind of um, stress relaxation things that you can do uh, both on your own time and also when you're at work um, being able to come out of a situation and knowing how to handle a stressful situation and calm down because uh, you really don't want to take that that with you um, and let it affect your work that you're doing as well you really you know in the end whatever happens things are going to happen that are out of your control sometimes you're going to absolutely be very frustrated by what happens and not always happy with it but in the end you can't control that you can't control how things work in your PA program all the time you can't control how things work in your career in your life all the time the only thing you can control is your own reactions so the best thing to do is you know try to find ways to to let that out and to handle that in a healthy constructive manner as much as possible whether that's exercising, whether that's um, cooking, whether that's reading, whether that's going for a run or listening to certain music to kind of get you back in the right state of mind. Um, Music as therapy. Um, Those are all really good things. So I highly recommend going after those and finding out what that is for you, what's going to work for you. All right. And then I think the last thing I'm touching on today is just start doing whatever helps you feel more confident about yourself, um, whether it is a self-care routine, whether it is exercising, whether it is uh, journaling or coming up with a, a few things that you're grateful for every day uh, before you start your day or at the end of your day, whatever, whatever it is, praying, um, singing, dancing, <laughs> do whatever makes you feel more confident um, because in the end, you, like I mentioned before, as I was tying into before, you're always going to be observed by others and you don't want to go into those situations, uh, doubting yourself more than you should. Um, it's, it doesn't look great. Um, you know, as far as your patients, maybe they won't have a lot of confidence in you knowing what you're doing, but also, it's also going to make it harder to get more opportunities when you clearly um, 
look and show that you're not competent at all. Um, there's going to be a lot of situations, uh, at least from what I've heard, in rotations where you might have opportunities to do things. But if you act like you are not confident or you don't know at all what you're doing, um, like they're not going to let you try it because they're going to be very worried. Um, so, you know, within reason... You do want to know your own limitations, but when you have a preceptor there, someone there who can teach you and kind of guide you through it, that is the best um, and safest way to, to, you know, try out um, some new techniques or try um, learning some skills. And ultimately, that's how we learn. We learn from memorable experiences and from doing things hands-on. Um, so you can imagine if we, if we always look like we're not sure of ourselves and we don't want to... Um, do anything wrong or look bad or whatever we never want to take a chance in case something like that happens then we're also never going to learn and we're never going to become better people and better providers as well so um in any way you can it's important to try to try to make yourself um feel good and build yourself up as much as possible um not to be arrogant but just to be able to go into new situations um rather in a cool calm and overall collected confident manner Um, and I'm preaching to myself as much as to everyone else here because this is something that I'm very concerned about for clinical year Um, I don't typically come off as super confident I don't think so I'm hopeful that my (laughs) telling you this is all going to be helpful for me as well and something that I can work on more um, as well and improve in as well So thank you guys for listening. Those are all the the tips um, that I had for for you uh, just to look into before starting PA school and while trying to figure out if PA school is going to work for you at this time or if maybe you should take a little extra time to get some of these uh, issues kind of sorted out for yourself um, and kind of, you know, even if you need to spend uh, a few extra months or a year growing um, and you might have better answers to some of these questions um, and better ways of handling some of these issues than you would have if you hadn't taken a little extra time for yourself. So I just want to encourage you to keep growing. Um, Good luck in your pre-PA or PA journeys as well. And I wish you guys all the best and hopefully I will be able to talk to you again soon. Take care.